Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Consulting Trap. I'm your host, Brian Maddox. With me today is Andrew Shotland, the founder and CEO of Local SEO Guide. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you, Brian. Nice, nice to be here. <laughs> okay, so um, we, were, uh, we were chatting just a minute ago, but before we get into some of the nitty gritty, if you could uh, introduce yourself for our guests or for our uh, listeners, that'd be super helpful. Sure. I'm the CEO of localseoguide.com. We're a full service SEO agency. We work with some of the, what I like to say, some of the biggest sites in the world and some of the smallest. Um, and uh, that's all we do is SEO. And we've been doing it for about 17 and a half years or something crazy like that. I can tell because you have the domain local SEO guide, which at this point probably in and of itself is worth a ton of money. It's funny when I got it, I remember asking someone, I'm like, do you think this is a good name? And they're like, I don't know. It sounds kind of generic. I'm like, I think that works in SEO. So, uh, <laughs> That's, I remember, uh, I don't know if you have the same experience, but uh, I remember in the earlier days of the internet, it was like, well, that seems like a good idea. I'll buy 38 domains related to it. And, you know, it's, you know, my account's a Can wasteland of domains that I've just unexploited. Well, here's the here's the kick. So so I did a couple of things right when I first started and launched it. And I ranked for the word local SEO pretty much all over the world for a year or two or three. I don't even know. Um, and um, one day, uh, two guys flew down from Seattle to have lunch with me. And I was like, who flies from Seattle to have lunch with me? I mean, I'm, I'm a great lunch companion, but but um, uh, and they wanted to pay me $90,000 to do SEO for them. This is like my first year as a consultant and I and buy lunch and and pay, pick up the check. And I was like, well, I'm curious guys. I have to ask why me? Like, well, you rank number one for local SEO. We figured, you know what you're doing. So <laughs> that already that domain purchase paid off like instantly. So, yeah. uh, so hooray for me. That's awesome. So, um, so when we spoke, uh, you know, um, uh, earlier before we recorded this episode, one of the things that we talked about was kind of that early, those early Wild West days of the SEO kind of uh, environment. Mm -hmm. um, and I think some of our listeners would really benefit from hearing how you got started in this space uh, and then how that's kind of evolved to what you're doing now. Sure. Um um, it's so funny. I was at a I was at this conference the other day talking about this. And I was like, oh, no one wants to hear these stories. It's like listening to your grandfather talk <laughs> about like back in the day of the Victrola. Yeah, um, right. uh, uh, but so I am actually I think I'm what you call the second wave of, of SEO. So I wasn't the very early guy who like figured out how Ask Jeeves works and made a ton of money off of that. Um, I got started because I helped start it. So I've been doing Internet stuff forever. I was I was uh, I launched Showtime Network's first website in 1993. I worked for NBC's startup internet group in the 90s and did a lot of the I ran NBC.com and did a lot of those. Hey, you're watching TV and go on the web stuff. So um, total like 90s internet goofball. Um, uh, I got into SEO because I helped start a company called Insider Pages out of Idea Lab in 2003, which was an early version of Yelp. And we had nobody coming to our website. And one of our investors said, hey, Try this thing called SEO. I don't know what it is, but I've heard it's really, it could do good things. And so I found someone who knew someone who knew someone who knew someone and um, hired a guy, paid him a few thousand bucks, and he taught us some very basic SEO tricks. And because of various things, we we were able to really take off. So our site went from maybe like a few thousand people a month coming because we were basically buying the traffic to millions of people in the next year. Um, because we had a national site with a lot of customer reviews and we kept getting more. 
And um, so we, at one point, were probably the fastest growing site or one of the fastest growing sites in the world um, that caught the attention of Google. Google gave us the first partnership to feed reviews into Google Maps. Um, uh, and that caught the attention of Sequoia Capital and SoftBank Capital, who gave us a few million bucks to like get big. And we thought we were going to be billionaires. And um, we hired a bunch of people and someone wanted to redesign the website because it looked like Craigslist kind of thing. And you can't have a mm -hmm. site that looks like Craigslist. That's not successful. And um, uh, and then um, I didn't know what I didn't know about technical SEO. We redesigned the website and the first day we launched it, we lost all of our organic traffic because of a technical SEO problem that I could identify in a heartbeat. But at the time I had no clue. Right. And the guy that I hired probably had about a thousand clients at the time. And so didn't really have time for a stupid little startup that you know was bugging him. And so we ended up selling the company to City Search and I ended up getting fired. And the day I got fired, I happened to be having drinks with the head of product at the Los Angeles Times website. And he was all excited because he got approval to redesign his website. And I said, hey, well, what are you doing about SEO? And he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I was like, well, let me tell you what happened to me today. And I told him this story and he kind of freaked out and said, hey, can, can I hire you to do some consulting? And I was like, sure, I don't have anything else to do. And, um, and the next thing you know, I'm an SEO consultant working on latimes.com, which was kind of a cool first client. And then I guess I had the right network and it was the right place, right time. People just started calling me. Hey, I hear you're doing SEO consulting. And um, within a month, I probably had two or three clients. And within three months, I had like 10 clients. And at one point, my wife said, hey, are you going to go find a job? And I was like, I think I found one. And that was 17 and a half years ago. So that's my that's my SEO story. So... So now, you know, in terms of like a percentage of your, your clients as you grow, um, how many of their come, them are coming sort of organically to you from referrals and what have you versus how many are you getting cold from your own outreach? So we don't do any outreach. Um, it's we're I, I'd say I, I can't say we're 100 percent referral based, but it's the majority. I mean, some people find us. We get every month someone like, hey, I I read something you read. You wrote on search engine land or something or someone mentioned your name in a forum or something like that. And, um, and so we're still, we're still there. It's funny for a company that does quote unquote marketing for other companies, we do very little marketing for ourselves. In fact, we're probably pretty bad at marketing. in general. Right. That's yeah. interesting because I think one of the things that's um, really confusing for folks is because at some point I would say you turn it off, but it changed your, what, how you approach the market space changes significantly. Right. So You've been working on this uh, this referral based sort of model since the very beginning, right? You mean like how we get business? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so my theory is that. So here's what kind of where I start from. Um, when I hired someone to do this for me, I trusted them with my business and my job, and they utterly they they helped me. They did great things, and then they utterly failed me. Right. And I, I'm not going to say they cost me that my job. They did not cost myself my job. Right. Because I wasn't, I don't know, um, uh, 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 go getter enough to figure it out. Right. Without, I, I didn't find someone else who could help me. But um, uh, I, my feeling is in this industry in particular, in all industries, but in this industry, it had um, kind of a, um, there's a kind of snake oil salesman thing vibe going on. No one knows because because people are hire are, are don't know what they're doing when they hire you. It's like hiring a brain surgeon. I don't know how they do it. I just trust that this guy knows how to fix my brain. 
but right. I can't, you can't even ask an intelligent question about it to your brain surgeon. Like, well, what about the medulla? Yeah. And, um, um, so, uh, uh, so I felt that marketing to get people to hire me was immediately kind of like creating a trust question. Um, meaning, um, if I'm out there kind of trying to convince you to hire me, well, what are you not telling me or whatever? I, I, I found it much better to just put out information. So blog posts and podcasts and, and research and stuff like that, write articles and things like that designed to get people to go, Oh, like I'm not, I don't ever want to sell you anything. If you want to buy something from me, we can talk, but I don't, I, I, I want to like you to trust me a hundred percent before we even get into a conversation about, about buying. And so um, I've really kind of struggled with like, okay, like, cause I get hit like everyone else. I get hit up every day. Hey, do you want us to do cold outreach for you and stuff like that? It really works. And I'm like, I'm sure it does. I just don't, I don't want to be that guy that shows up in your inbox and bugs the crap out of you. So, so when you're in a smaller business though, just starting out, it seems like you don't have the, um, you, you never had the experience of having to struggle through that. Like, <laughs> I don't have my first 10 clients. Your first 10 clients kind of came to you through your network. Um, I've been, yeah, I've been fortunate, but I, I'm going to, um, and so part of that is I picked the right industry at the right time. So I hit it when it was on a up upswing and this industry has always, almost always been on an upswing since I've started. So it's not like if you wanted to get in today, you wouldn't have some of the same market dynamics. Um, but um, I think, I guess the way I would, talk about it is what did I do for the 20 plus years before that, that it, that got me to this point, right? right. That, that built up my reputation that not that I'm some amazing dude or anything, but, but like, I never, I never screwed anyone. Like I was always kind of open to helping people and stuff. And I think that really, um, that really paid, paid me back over in this, in this career right now. Um, so, so, when folks come to you that are newer in the business and they say like, well, you know, how did, how do you get started in this? Your answer is spend 20 years building your rep. I mean, oh no. Yeah. That <laughs> sounds like, yeah. Thanks a lot, Andrew. That's really helpful. Um, uh, no, no, it's so, so again, like let's take, let's take the foundational thing in any business in sales is trust, right? I do. I trust that this thing will work, that I love it, that this person will do what, what I need to get done and do it well. Um, and so if you want to get started in SEO, well, the first thing you, the, it's, it's actually not too hard. There are only a zillion small businesses out there that are getting hit up by charlatans like myself every day. And people know they need to, they, they, by this time, most small businesses know, at least understand that SEO is a thing. And yeah, I'm not going to invest in it, but um, I know other people are and they're succeeding, but it's stupid. So I don't want to do it. And so I would go, I would go to those people and um, say, Hey, I don't know Jack about this thing, but I've learned it. I've been listening to Andrew, like his podcast a million times. I think I know a couple things. Can I just do this for you for free and see what happens? Um, and I know no one likes to work for free, but you're not, you're, you're, you're paying yourself in experience. And um, uh, I think you'll find uh it's pretty easy. I, I do it all the time for small businesses. So my, my pest, uh, my pest control guy, we had some rat thing the other day. Um, he got out of the house and he said, Oh, what do you do? And then I was like, yeah, I told him. And he said, Oh, he asked me a few questions. I'm like, Hey man, let me, you did a good job of my rats. Like, let me, um, let me just, I'll spend an hour and give you some advice and it'll, 
it's not going to change your business, but it's going to it's going to improve it. Um, and so it doesn't take a lot of time often with these small sites and small businesses to do something that makes a difference. Um, so, uh, so I would encourage people wanting to start is like build up some experience and then that experience will lead to business because now you can like, okay, I, I did this thing for the pest inspector or the pest control guy. And it, you know, in a month it, it, it like doubled his lead volume or something. And now, okay. Hey, pest control guy. Do you want to triple it? Now it's for sale, right? Um, and so I don't think it's that hard to get started. It, you know, give yourself a few months to get some experience because everyone knows businesses. Everyone knows like the guy who runs the pizza shop or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, and I don't know. That's how I would do it. And it's once you get the experience, then you're known. You're known quantity, and people start referring people to you because everyone wants to refer people to people they trust. Right. So the first first sort of step is get get some success under your belt i think so yeah i don't know how else you could do it how could you claim how could you sell this service without having done it first for yourself or for someone else i don't know no it's i mean uh, that's fair i think one of the things that you run into across some of the marketing businesses and things like that is particularly where you get away from something that's got a direct one-to-one -one, right seo should be traceable immediately to the results that you're creating but when you're doing things like brand development for somebody it's like Okay, so yeah, I've got a better brand now, but it's hard to get that straight line pull through to revenue. Like, what does that mean? Like, uh, well, your your whole online space looks better. Uh, well, but uh, I don't know. That's a that's a KPI. It looks better. The client's happy, right? Especially if you're in the getting started. Like, who cares? Get something done. Yeah, get yeah. something you can point to. Like, I made this guy's website look a billion times better, right? Right. Like, so if, if someone had come to me with that proposition a year and a half ago, when we started thinking about redoing our website, um, which still isn't redone a year and a half later, um, I probably, I might've taken them up on it. Cause I'd be like, ah, oh, this is such a pain in the ass. And I really don't care about my website. I mean, I right. care about it, but I don't, it's like a fucking website. Like I don't, yeah, I yeah. just, I just want someone to go, oh, these guys look legit. Like yeah, no exactly. one, no one reads your website. Don't, don't think that anyone reads cares like about your case studies or how awesome you are or whatever like they just want to know do you do what i say you do how do i get in touch with you and how much is it yeah yeah absolutely so that um uh in those cases where you can get a little bit even if the metrics that you're looking at are subjective um still the subjective outcome is is a good way to start building that credibility that you've got my so I, maybe you've de detected a hint of cynicism in my tone. Um, um, having worked with now, I, I think it's it's got to be thousands of businesses uh -huh. by now. Um, uh -huh. um, nobody uses their own website. Um, no one, only a small number of businesses tend to care about anything other than... Um, they care, they'll say they care about revenue and they do. They do, but they don't tend to not care digging deep enough into how do we get there um, that a nice logo will be a, di a big, like, like a nice logo will get you like halfway there. Oh, I did a nice logo. Oh, you're, that's what I need. I need a nice logo to get more revenue, right? And so they're not, most of them are not interested in the mechanics of, well, how did that lead to more money? Like some will, but most of them just need a nice logo so they can move on with the thing they think is more important. Yeah, I guess I got to stop working with engineers. 
I I just don't. It's funny. Um, I gave a talk two days ago, and it was supposed to be about SEO. And the first slide I gave was, "Can you fix your goal attribution in your analytics?" Because I've never worked with a company that had it dialed in. Every time I'm like, "Can we trust these?" No, can't trust these. I don't. I don't know where they, someone set them up three years ago. And I'm like, "How do you expect to make any decisions about anything?" If we're flying blind this way, I'm, that's fine. It's less pressure on me because I could be like, I have no idea how well this is doing because you guys won't fix your goals. But our metrics say it's great, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so I think it's, um, I, it's you can, um, I think everyone likes to be hardcore, like, um, I don't know, whoever the, I'm sure there's some hustle porn guy who's like, you have to have everything dialed in and it's all about the KPIs and it definitely is. But in my experience, it's not. It's about, do I trust you? Can we work together? Right? Do I like the way your logo looks? Right? right. Can I, can I, can I send someone over to your logo and be like, Oh, that looks good. Cause that's about the, the depth of most of the conversations. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I think, um, it, 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 there's a, that balance, striking that balance and figuring out how to manage that, uh, is probably something that, um, I, I think you spend a lot of time on when you're earlier in your business where you're like, oh yeah, I have to have that straight line pull through from, uh, my effort directly to revenue or what have you. Um, and, and I guess when you get to a certain level of business maturity, the conversations change and evolve, uh, quite a bit differently. It's it's important. I don't want to minimize that. That's what you're there to do, right? But I've just found in most cases, it's so much, there's so much more that's more important. Like the relationship is so much more important than how much revenue we're driving. Because um uh the politics of whatever is happening on the other side of the fence is like I think that's one of the reasons why people like working with us. I think they like working with us. Um is uh so I lost my job because of SEO. And so we don't um we don't approach we our mission or our values or whatever the hell right. we put in our powerpoints when we when we <laughs> you know sales pitch yeah whatever that is is we are all about saving your job. Like that's a I don't we don't say it that bluntly but we kind of infer it like like and everyone that resonates with everyone because everyone's like operating out of fear for the most part um and um and so they just want to know oh this guy gets me right right it's not can they do the job cuz i've seen it's it's a given that you can do the job right like why wouldn't what are you pitching me if you can't do the job right even though there's plenty of people who do that hmm. um um it's more can i trust you do I believe that we have shared values and those shared values are my job, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, it's interesting because I, I, I run into uh, different sides of that, you know, all the time. And, and particularly when you start talking to uh, other businesses that maybe have more of a nuanced deliverable, right? So, um, you know, the SEO space, it's, you know, I need leads and clients and the, you know, technical development space, the app that you're building for somebody else may or may not have that straight, easy and obvious connection. So while the trust conversation also gets more important, it also gets harder to figure out, right? The mechanics of that change. So when you're hiring an app development company or when you're hiring somebody that's doing uh, something maybe more of a, 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 has some nuance to it, 
not to say that SEO isn't nuanced because clearly it is, but you're looking at SEO from the like, okay, I put, put money in this side of the box. How much is coming out the other side? Uh, when you're doing app dev, that conversation's a little bit different, right? So um, does that, do you find that same conversation kind of holds up that same trust metric? Yeah, I mean, we're working on a, a, a with a pretty like a let's say a thousand location retailer that spent the last two years redesigning their website. Not, and that's it's not redesigning their website; it's redesigning the digital processes in their business, of which the website is the final kind of step. Right. And so um, we've been working with their development company and their design company and all that kind of stuff, and incredibly nuanced and incredibly complicated and the end goal is like can we make more money right and so they just it just launched uh, a couple weeks ago and every day there's a how many leads did we book off of this thing versus what we were expecting um but the process the money part of the process was decided way two years ago the 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 process has been can we trust these? Do these guys have our back and are make? Do we trust them to make the right decisions? Because we don't know what the decisions are. They're the ones who have to come and tell us, nope, don't design the page this way. It's going to be stupid. People will hate it or it'll break. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so I, I think it's um, it's similar to SEO in that it's like there's a whole lot of fuzziness in the details. Um, in a lot of ways, it's much more complicated because there's so many more touch points. Um, with a with a complicated site, with a small site, it's not it's not at all complicated. Um, and anyone who says it is, I'm gonna take them to task. <laughs> um, but because uh, 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 we we've seen a lot of small businesses get kind of hosed by their developers with a ten page website. Right. We're like, really? They can't they can't add a page for it's going to take them eight hours to add a page to your ten page yeah. website. Really? Yeah. Can I have access to the CMS? I'll add the page. Right. <laughs> um, so I don't remember what the original question was, um, uh, but uh, 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 yeah, I don't even remember what the original question was. What was the original question? <laughs> now, now I'm in trouble. Okay. <laughs> so I think, um, I guess to paraphrase what what I'm hearing, and, and, and maybe you can just help me put more context around this if I missed the boat, um, is that in many ways, you know, what you can do is presumed the how you can do it or how you're going to do it with that you know, high level of trust and high level of integrity and we have a good working relationship is is almost 10 times more important than the what because the what is just an assumed part of the conversation. For the most part, yeah. And um, I I'm assuming it's the same in, in the app development is we get, I'd say about 20% of our um, new clients either just fired an SEO agency or are currently working with one they're unhappy with. Um, and usually they're unhappy with it because there's no transparency. The results aren't good. That's probably it. But most mostly what we hear is, I don't know what they're doing, or I think they're just bullshitting me. Um, and so we're kind of, we kind of err on the side of um, as much transparency as as we can. So a typical conversation with a client about something will be, They'll be like, can we do it this way? And we'll be like, yeah, you can do it that way. No problem. Like, no big deal. And then they'll be like, oh, what about this? Can we do this this way? And I'll be like, you know what? I have no idea if you can do it that way or not. And I'd be lying if I pretended like I, I've had any experience with that. 
I can ask around, see if anyone's had it. My gut says this is what's going to happen. And the only way we're going to know is we, if we test it. And so we are not ever trying to be, in, in our view, an expert is someone who admits they don't know what they're doing. That's expert, right? Um, you know, hopefully you know what you're doing more often than not. But in this case, with SEO, where we're Google's a black box and we're constantly trying to reverse engineer it, mm -hmm. um, we have the time. We don't know what we're doing. We have some frameworks to approach it, but I don't know whether they need a, a, the dial turn up to five or up to 10 or up to 11. Right. Right. You can hear that sustain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I think uh, I think that whole um, you know being able to to walk into a situation and say, listen, um, we're gonna. I think you can test better as an expert too. Like not to diminish the role of the expert, but when an expert says, "I don't know," the way they go to find out knowing is a much more scientific process than you know the 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 newbie starting out who's going like, "Yeah, I'm willing to admit I don't know here." Let's just keep throwing stuff at the wall and see what happens. Well, yeah, you wanna you wanna be like, yeah, here's a here's an approach. I don't know, but here's an approach, right? right. Um, yeah, if you're just always like, I have no idea. Sorry, <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, but I think, um, but again, I think that that level of transparency, at least in our case, always seems to help because the client doesn't know and. They're, um, they're, uh, I, I'd say they're a lot of our clients. So I'd say clients, some of our clients are like totally like oblivious to all this stuff. They're just like, you deal with it. I don't even want to have a conversation about it. Cause I don't care enough. I care, but I care enough to hire you, but I don't care enough to know. Right. It's, I've got too many things you do it. Yeah. Um, uh, and then there's a client who's like, I read everything about this and I am eager to work with someone who knows what they're doing. Cause I want to learn. And that's the client who's like, when you're like, I don't know, but let's test it. Like they're, they're like happy to have someone to kind of bounce. Well, I read that this expert said this thing and we're like, I think it's bullshit. <laughs> right. And so they're good. Good. I thought it might be, but I didn't know like, cause they're the expert. And, um, and so it's good to have the, sometimes it's good to have a partner that you can have, like, there's no one in their organization they can talk to about this because no one else understands it. And again, I don't want to say it's all like, we're all buddy pals and, shooting the shit all the time, but that's a good, to me, that's a good consulting relationship is we're shooting the shit all the time about, well, we could do it this way. Why not? What, what do you think? Well, I don't know. It seems expensive and it's going to take six months. So why don't we try the thing that's cheap and takes one month? Yeah. 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 It's like a good mechanic. You know, they're like, well, we could, we could re over, totally redo your engine, but really just needs new spark plugs. I just need to clean them. Right. So why don't I just clean them for you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I think I could talk about this for hours. Um, and and it sounds like it sounds like you have these conversations regularly for more than a few minutes. So um uh but I, I want to make sure that we give uh our listeners a chance to reach out to you. And, and uh what I want to do uh now is ask you um who should reach out to you, who would be a good fit for for someone to talk to uh that, that should say, Hey man, I need to talk to Andrew. Um, and then how should they get a hold of you? So I'm really inefficient with my calendar. Like I'm not ruthless. Uh, so I would say anyone who's interested in this stuff, whether they're looking for help or they just need someone to like ask a few questions to, I'm always happy. Um, when I got started, um, 
the, I knew nothing about this stuff. I was the classic clueless, like failing upwards idiot. And, um, uh, uh, there were a lot of guys and, and women online who were very helpful to me. Oh, don't do it that way. Do it this way. And so I'm always happy to give some advice if I have the time. So you can reach out to me if you want to hire me. Of course, we'd love that. Or hire my company. Um, it's not just me. It's 25 other people who also are SEO idiots. Um, uh, you can um, either hit me up in my contact form, localseoguide.com slash contact. You can hit me up on Twitter at localseoguide. You can hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, you can email me. It's Andrew at localseoguide.com. Awesome. And so uh, as we wrap up here, I want to ask you the kind of final question of the day. What are the three biggest things that you picked up in your journey to become the expert that you currently are? I guess I was supposed to prepare this. Um, uh, I don't know if these are the three biggest things, but these are the three things that are just coming off the top of my head. Um, so I, uh, uh, I think, um, Sales is a thing that most people shy away from, um, and I kind of enjoy them. I don't enjoy selling per se. I enjoy the um, um, talking to people and trying to figure out what their problem is and whether or not we can solve it. Um, and I think a lot of people are intimidated by the sales, especially um, technical people who are kind of introverted. Um, uh, uh, and I would say um, I worked for a guy once who said he was in, he was a weird dude, but a great salesman. And he 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 did phone sales back when that's all phone was all it is. And he um he figured out every time someone hung up on him, he made 25 cents. And so 25 cents every for every no, I think is a really great formula for pretty much everything in life. Um, because you're gonna meet a lot of no's. And who cares? That's just one more thing on the path to getting to a yes. Um, uh, and I think that's for like everything, not just sales, because everything, everything's selling, according to Tony Robbins or whatever. Um <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, another thing I've learned, um, I think I kind of expressed it already, like, don't be afraid to get it wrong. I've um, to be a, a successful surgeon. They say you have to kill a few patients. I have killed a lot of patients right in my day. And so you have to kill patients to figure out how it works and get it right. So um, definitely, um, definitely uh, 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 don't be afraid of, of that. Um, and I'd say the the last thing maybe is do your own research. And what I mean by that is figure out, like build your own website, figure out how this stuff works, get it, you know, screw it up, do it right, whatever. Because I guarantee you, most people out there selling this stuff do not do it. They listen to what experts like me say and just copy it, even though like sometimes I put out disinformation. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know. There's probably a million other things, but you, honestly, you guys have, I, I get, I, I'm guessing your audience has about 500 business books on their bookshelf and doesn't need to hear like a top 10 from me. <laughs> well, I think, uh, you know, when you, when you take the time to listen to stuff like this, you're always looking to walk away with something. So, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, this is, this is a totally calorie free. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so this is, yeah, we're, we're, this is the diet version of the podcast. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Uh, i don't know it just you just do just do stuff there you go just do stuff yeah right that's that's it Uh, mission mission accomplished here's my last one and i I posted this on linkedin because i was having an issue with the team member and so i think this this uh, and i said take period a period goddamn period risk period um uh most people are are risk averse because that's how the nature bred us, right? You don't want to die, get eaten by a predator or whatever. Um, but um, the status quo is always going to decay um, and not hold. And so your 
you're already starting from behind. Um, so you have no, really, you have nowhere to go, but upwards. Sure. You can screw something up, but, but for the most part, you have nowhere to go, but upwards. So why not just take a risk? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Andrew. All right, Brian. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Consulting Trap. If you have suggestions for future episodes or would like to be a guest on our show, please send me an email at brian at podcastchef.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at P-O-D-C-A-S-T-C-H-E-F dot com. Before we go, we'd like to thank the sponsor of our show, Podcast Chef. Podcast Chef helps turn ordinary podcasting into a revenue-generating lead magnet for your consulting business. Our podcasting done for you service takes away the headache of starting up and running your own podcast. Reach out now to take advantage of our 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit us at podcastchef.com to find out how our team of experts can help you leverage podcasting to take your business to the next level. Hey, you. Yes, you. It's uh, 2024 and you don't have a podcast yet. Or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, We will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck. Uh, Whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the first five things you can do? Uh, What are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, Those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks. Thanks.